0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, you're listening to The Property Show on The Morning Run. I'm Sim Weeboon. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, the residential property market in Malaysia had been in a downward trend for several years with overbuilding, oversupply properties. This has been something that we've been following throughout the show for some time now. So all of this oversupply has naturally caused the glut in the rental market. In fact, the National Property Information Center or better known as NAPIC, noted that in the past four to five years since 2016, the market has saw about 428,000 residential units and 136,000 service residence units entering the market. With this in mind, iProperty has always had its portal demand analytics that analyzes the market and provides a macro view of the current demand trends in the residential rental market. So joining me to discuss their 2020 findings is Premendan Patmanathan, General Manager of REA Group Asia, the company which owns and operates iProperty.com.my. Good morning, Prem. Thank you for being on the show. Um, let's start off with your findings. What was 2020 like for the rental market? What was the highlights from your portal demand analytics?
0: The number of rental listings, right in I property, uh, you know, comp- you know, as per the pandemic, which started in in March. We saw a drop beginning from March itself, with the enforcement of the MCO. So by April, it our our rental uh, listings dropped by at least twenty one percent in April itself. But you know, when we started moving into CMCO, we started to see the numbers begin to climb again. So one uh, of the highlights of the um, uh, if you remember the H1 2020 uh, portal demand, which was last year, I think around July, August, we, we presented it. Uh, there were more people to uh, opting to actually rent. So, you know, completing the year 2020, the visit numbers for rental properties uh, grew faster than the visits to properties for sale. So that was something which was very interesting, one of the key highlights which we noticed. However, the increase in rental property listings or the supply Has outpaced the increase in the visits to these rental listings, causing the overall national demand figure to dip by twelve point six percent. So that was like the main one of the one of the big highlights in Dallas. So in other words, even though visits grew, the supply grew faster than uh, the visits itself. That was one of the causes of the dip of twelve point six percent. The other factor was, you know, the uh, the rental sector was further impacted as you know a lot of portion a um, sizable portion of the tenant pool in major cities cost, consisting of uh, expatriates foreign students and even local students have returned to their home cities you know based on this uh, restriction uh, so they have moved back to the and of closure of colleges and schools and again this is reflected in the number of user visits to areas around colleges in Klang Valley which saw a, re- a reduction of 7% of uh, visits while properties such as by users from a foreign countries dipped by 9% in 2020. So I think this would be like one of the uh, the few key highlights. Do you have any insights to perhaps why the supply outgrew the demand? Yeah, so I have there was there was probably there are two reasons for this which uh, one was a very obvious reason which is the you know there was uh, increased new listings due to vacant possession so you know as the government also mentioned there are a lot of uh, oversupply of uh, uh, units out there so this supply started coming into the market so you know to begin with we already have an x amount of supply in the market which is uh, ready for rental but as the as 2020 came in, there were new units which coming in, which added on to the supply itself. So you know how our demand analytics worked, right? The more the supply comes in, you know, the demand reduces uh, because of the availability of this unit itself. That was one. The other reason was, of course, uh, when people, when colleges, I think the students and expectorates played a big role in, that, in the rental market. So when they left the market itself, that again produced produced this supplies onto the market itself. So combined with new units coming into the market, plus- with uh, existing units now being available because students and have less has increased these numbers the visits has increased
1: how much of it did it translate to the actual transactions you know people might just be browsing but not shopping so do you have any insights to the people that actually ended up renting the properties
0: so uh, unfortunately i don't have the exact uh, number to it but you know when it translates to leads so our leads as well to to then, uh, to agents which means uh, the genuine interest so you know because visits sometimes can just be a research you know element. You know, but once they start contacting the uh, the agents, that's when uh, uh, that the, the intention becomes a bit higher. So when we spoke to some of our agents, that they said it was a bit challenging uh, at the beginning, but now you know, as landlords started to realise the situation, you know, and starts. Uh, dropping the rental prices, which I'll speak to a bit uh, later on, uh, they started to actually convert. So, you know, even in Johor, when I spoke to some of the agents, uh, they mentioned that actually uh, once landlords started reducing the prices, the tenancy started to increase in that sense. So that's happening recently now.
1: Mm, okay. But what about properties that are for sale and properties being bought? Was it yeah. more or less the same or was there significant uh, changes in that trend?
0: Yeah, so very similar. You know, when we, uh, you know, in February, I think we launched uh, the uh, portal demand analytics for sale. Uh, there was also a dip in there. So the main reason for that was again was because of the oversupply of uh, listings coming into the market. itself. So this has also in- impacted the uh, the uh, demand for properties for sale as well.
1: Mm, okay your uh, analytics is a nationwide thing but there's a focus on four yeah. states so maybe you can just give insights right. into right. which grew in popularity which shrank in popularity and just some highlights on each state then
0: yeah sure so I you know we, we focus on the four primary states you know Kuala Lumpur Selangor Johor and uh, Penang and they contribute nearly nearly 60 to 70% of the overall Malaysia property market. So it's good to kind of analyze this because you know, generally the numbers which I'm sharing with you in a national point of view is generally influenced by these four states. So Lumpur saw a demand drop of 7.7%, you know, and, you know, as you know, as of December 2020, the employment rate still stayed a bit high, about 4.8%. So the B40 groups was, was you know, definitely the hardest hit among any other group. So from here, when we broke it down by the property types, we saw that apartments was the hardest hit, you know, with a with a decline of nearly twenty percent. While terrace houses stayed, you know, they stayed strong and held on uh, with no movement in demand itself. So, and while condominium and service residents all dipped by single digits, seven percent and three percent respectively. Uh, what's interesting is also uh, some of these uh, median rents uh, have 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 started to drop. Like, for example, uh, just before I go into KL, in Malaysia's point of view, right, uh, when it came to median rents, uh, in in uh, H1 2020, like, for example, condominium was 1900 uh, for to, to rent a condo. In, by the end of 2020, it was already 1008 which was a decline of 5%. Very similarly for service residents as well. Uh, 1007 you know, down to 1006 you know, so uh, uh, again, about 6% decline. However, terrace houses had a... Slight increase about 0.6 percent uh, from from 1,600 plus 2,007. So the need for for larger units, I think, uh, has increased enough you know, with the whole idea of working from home. You know, they don't want to be cooked up and all that. So definitely, we're seeing a trend in terrace houses. or terrace houses actually holding back. So when it comes to Kuala Lumpur, some of the notable places like most in demand were places like Taman Dr Ismail and Damansara Heights. So these guys are, are number one and number two. But the main reason for this is because of course, supply is very limited in these areas. You don't see many projects launching in uh, you know, affluent areas like Tamantun and uh, Damansara Heights. So people are always looking out for places like this. But however, supplies are staying uh, kind of like uh, dormant in these areas. While Montierra, even though you know, the expatriates, the foreign visits have dropped slightly, showed the highest increase in demand at about 18%. So, places which are, you know, with with high-rises and, you know, where the chances of supply of high-rise as options for tenants, like Monkiera, are still very uh, desirable. While Selangor saw a dip of uh, 10%, uh, again, you know, uh, generally across the board, they're all actually dips. However, terrace houses showed an increase in demand of nearly 3%. So, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it comes to terrace houses, right? People are still very interested, but the interest has moved outwards. You know? So, leading the top 10 list in demand in Selangor, you have number one as Bangi, number two, Rawang, Setia Alam, Klang, Shah Alam, Semenyih. you know. So, you can see all these are uh, in, the, in the outskirts itself, you know. Uh, so, people actually don't mind looking for bigger units outskirts because, you know, probably they're working from home and they don't really have to commute you know, into the city uh, at the moment. However, you know when the whole uh, CMCO and MCO is uh, lifted, uh, it's questionable whether you know, uh, this will change again. Another example is Sunway. Sunway was placed number four uh, previously in H1 2020, but they have dropped to number seven, mainly d- due to the drop in student rental uh, demand itself. While Penang, uh, Penang uh, was a bigger drop at about 18% uh, of uh, demand drop for Penang itself. So factories one of the industries that has remained open since the first lockdown. So uh, you know in Penang we have got especially in the mainland. You know there are some uh, factories in there. So apartments are still you know uh, doing okay in uh, in Penang itself as people are looking for demand in uh, apartment area. So when it comes to areas in Penang, um, so Sungai uh, Dua is leading. So these are areas where you know they are you know it's kind of supported with. Uh, industrial areas, you know, like for example, Bukit Jambol, Perai, they're all nearing industrial areas. They see, you know, an increase in demand. Not only are they strong, but they see an increase in demand. By the way, even only uh, Bukit Jambol and Perai in Penang was the only two areas which showed a positive demand, while every other area in Penang uh, showed a, a negative drop. And the main uh, demand here is upon the price range of uh, Below 1000 ringgit uh, for especially for apartments in this area. While last is Joho, Joho saw the biggest uh, drop uh, because they had kind of like the biggest increase in supply as well. As you know, a lot of these uh, new units are coming into the market, uh, like service residents and all that, are coming into uh, Joho itself. And visits in, in Joho has also seen has a bit of decline because you know Joho is spurred by uh, huge economic. Uh, 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 job opportunity with Singapore. So, you know, they are all kind of like stuck right now in Singapore due to the border control itself. And this has impacted generally across all building types itself. However, you know, in the, in the top 10 list is Pengerang, So Pengerang, uh, you know, the industrial city of Pengerang with the gas, you know, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the oil and gas hub of it. It is showing a strong demand in there where they're looking for terrace houses between 1,004 mm-hmm. to 1,007 uh, ringgit itself. Iskandar Putri showed a strong growth. It's very similar with for sale at sixty four percent. Now this is mainly because of uh, most of the listings in Iskandar Putri has been tenanted out. So I'm saying earlier we put on whether people are actually tenanting. This is happening in Iskandar Putri, but that is behind the drop of median rental in uh, Johor itself, where now people are starting to pick up prices. Where it used to be thousand five, now it's thousand two. Given an example, even I had a unit in a Iskandar of Putri trying to rent it out for thousand five for, for four months or six months it didn't happen. Recently, it was just an out for thousands two ringgit. You know, so we have to accept the fact, you know, and drop the rent to actually get tenants in. So that's basically the summary across the all all locations.
1: Okay, and we're going to take a short break now. But before that, are you thinking about how to improve your gut health, but don't know where to start? We'll be bringing both. Western and Eastern practices to the table to find out if popular diets and supplements work for your digestive health. Join our discussion with consultant gastroenterologist and hepatologist Dr. Max Hu from Sunway Medical Centre and TCM Senior Physician Moon Weng Yan from Sunway Traditional and Complementary Medicine Centre. Tune in and ask your questions on Health and Living Monday 19th of April at 4pm only on PFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to The Property Show on The Morning Run. I'm Sim Wee Boon and with me today is Premendran Parmanathan, General Manager of REA Group Asia, the company which owns and operates iProperty.com.my. Today, we're discussing the rental market and how it has been in the past year based on the findings of their biannual iProperty portal demand analytics. So earlier in the show, we were talking about some highlights and what they found, what they've discovered. And so we left off about prices. So, you know, it sounds like it has become a renters' market. Is that true? I mean, are renters now spoiled for choices, and can they actually bargain down prices significantly?
0: Uh, yeah, we, yeah, you're absolutely right. You no, know, now there's, you know, there's an abundance of supply, so which has made this market as a, as a, as a renters' market. And I think we have, we have, we have seen uh, the bargaining happening already. And landlords, you know, at the beginning stage, obviously there was no shift. Uh, you know, between April, May, and June, because you know landlords still keeping hard onto the on the rentals uh, itself. But um, in, by the end of 2020, we are starting to see a five percent to six percent decline in median renter, which kind of like um, validates the fact that is the rental markets and landlords being uh, competitive are uh, beginning to reduce the prices.
1: Okay, but how did the competition among landlords fat then I mean how do landlords remain competitive in this market
0: yeah so I mean the easy way out is you know a, a basic price wall I like, you know so basically I know anyone who's coming out there you know and wants to get that tenancy, uh, in instantly you know uh, just to cover the interest part of the instalment at least you know they will go at the price wall and drop the uh, pricing uh, straight away it's just that um, any other uh, methods of doing it I think the price is the main one is the main uh, main item out there? But the fact is, uh, it is not easy to actually tenant out today. And uh, I think the average days on the market for 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 for, for rental listings uh, it would be at least uh, two to three months uh, right now. So I mean, there are ideas where people do, you know, extra furnishings. You know, they provide uh, facilities like you know, like 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 no deposit or reduced uh, upfront deposit instead of two plus more one. You know. It, so one plus one, you know, things like this to kind of like ease the burden of tenant to, to, to start checking those units out. but it's definitely, definitely a very uh, competitive market right now for landlords.
1: Mm, yeah, because, you know, as we said earlier, the, the supply has grown so much that demand can't catch up. Um, does this translate to sales price as well?
0: Yes, uh, definitely. We been, you know, again, you know, when with supplies coming in like this and rental market is not it's not there, right, it will definitely impact the uh, pricing for for properties for sale uh, as well, so you know, when we launched the 2020 uh, portal demand for sale uh, early, earlier this year, there was a decline uh, across most of the of the uh, building types. You know, like condominiums faced a point uh, one point four percent decline. Uh, apartments had a one percent decline. Service residents had the highest decline at about two percent. However, terrace houses uh, stayed strong. You know, they had a little a bit of a. Uh, increase of two point six percent. So terrace houses, being you know widely available on the outskirts, right, uh, are still uh, holding on uh, strong. But if you're talking about specific areas, right, uh, of uh, of uh, decline, uh, I would say that KL uh, was about one percent to two percent decline itself. Uh, Selangor was a bit stronger in the sense of terrace houses and all that. But uh, Penang, Penang, uh, if you if you look at Penang uh, in the, Twenty twenty, service residents saw a price decline of twelve percent. That was a huge impact when it came to service residents, because a lot of service residents in Penang, uh, they are connected to Airbnbs. You know, without, with you know, and, uh, and the tourism industry has, has has been restricted, and that has got people out. You know, who actually bought units to invest to do Airbnb suddenly found themselves caught with a unit with no income. Decided to actually uh, push it off. You know, and some are willing to even sell it at about a uh, 12% uh, decline, while condominiums in Johor saw a decline of nearly 13% in pricing. So the, the answer is yes, it's definitely a huge impact on pricing.
1: Um, Why do you think people ended up preferring Terrace and Landed House more than they do high-rises?
0: Yeah, so this one, not only ourselves, but I think there's a few... Um, uh, other parties in the industry who did the survey for this, right? So one of the reasons why high rise, you know, in especially rental and all is very popular, is because generally it's closer to commute to work. You know, so we're looking at the financial uh, uh, district in KL, you know, that you know, and being an economic hub with all the, the office and commercial elements being in there, generally people would like to have the minimal impact uh, commute time, you know, which is half an hour at least, you know, the forty five minutes to work, and the availability of these units, especially in KL and closer to KL like PJ and all that, high rises were the most available uh, out there, and priced generally between you know 1,005 to 2,000 ringgit. Now they're smaller, they smaller in size, and some of the people they actually do a lot of uh, co-sharing. You know they share rooms and all that. Now this is fine because you know post uh, pre uh, COVID-19, everyone goes to work in the morning, they come back in the evening, they only see each other for a while, and that's it. But when COVID-19 came to the picture, right? And uh, everyone has to work from home. You know, you see each other's face, you know, the, in the close proximity. You know, that's going to be a, a bit of a challenge. Actually, the real estate agency uh, gave us this insight. They, they actually told us the agents gave feedback that some of these people started to move out, either renting on their own bigger units or actually going out and, and you know, and, and looking to whether to buy, you know, something bigger outskirts, which now they can actually afford because two reasons. One, size, you know, so families, especially, you know, now the daughter needs to have violin classes on Zoom. The son <laughs> has got tuition classes on them. the father. Everyone wants their own rooms, you know. And Number two, they don't have to worry about, you know, the time it takes to go to work because the commute time, you know, is not there anymore. It's actually removed.
1: Okay, but looking ahead, the vaccination program is going on, and yeah, you know yeah. there's a lot of positive sentiment. <laughs> How has this impacted property demand, and what kind of insights can you give into maybe what 2021 might look like?
0: So at the moment, there is no impact. I mean, we don't see a significant uh, jump in any of the numbers uh, based on the vaccination, which has already started. I think that's connected. Uh, we would see some some form of a shift. Uh, if policies start changing, for example, uh, borders start reopening, you know, tourism starts coming into play, AMB starts coming into business, where we can see a bit of push in service residents out there. You know? so, I think um, we will, as the country begins that journey towards, you know, uh, getting everybody uh, vaccinated, you know, and uh, uh, and the policies do actually change we will definitely see a higher consumer confidence in the property market. As you know, this trend has always been there. In fact, if, uh, in, in last year, April, right, during the, if, from MCO to CMCO, you, you can already see a huge shift, you know, like people are, you know, like suddenly coming back, you know, major jump, just the, I, the fact that I can actually go out there, you know. So yeah, I, everyone is actually hoping on, uh, once this vaccination is completed, uh, uh, the borders are reopened businesses can, can continue as they are, I think definitely the confidence
1: will come back. Okay, so last one before I let you off. In past interviews, there was a discussion on how property players are just, they're not smart enough in the way that they are building their projects. I mean, do you have any insights into how property players are using data to help with their future projects, how they're releasing future products? Are they doing yeah. enough research to release something moving forward, especially given this COVID-19 impact and how that's changed everything?
0: Yeah, so uh, no, I don't have specific uh, insights on this, but just to give you some feedback on how developers are actually talking to me recently, yeah, uh, reaching out to me for 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 data, you know, and, and information because they understand right now, not not even developers agents, eh? people right now are spending a lot more time online. You know, people are getting smarter. You know, people are, are, are picking up, you know, price comparisons. You know, they're looking at, you know, they're starting to ask questions like, uh, okay, I know it's expensive. You know, it's fine. But what is the value? What do I get out of it? You know? So price was never an issue with some, you know, most of the consumers. It was the value which... Which they're going to get from the product um, which they are buying in some of these cases. So developers are starting to approach us in the sense of what kind of data that can help them to actually build and also to sell. So they're coming to us with demand. Uh, for example, this report, uh, which so nearly you know, quite a number of developers are uh, downloaded these reports to better understand demand to better understand where they should move towards to. So we can see there's a shift of. Uh, interest in being more data driven some of these developers actually uh, contact us, us like, can, I have, uh, data for can I have data for blacker can I have data for quantum you know so you know in, so this is interesting so we are hoping that uh, moving forward developers will be looking at data I know it's not easy to obtain data in uh, Malaysia you know cooperatively to other country, uh, other developed countries but uh, it is getting better and I hope that uh, the, the government will be sharing more data in a granular way that everyone can, can use for the benefit of especially when it comes to planning
1: for new properties. All right, so that's all the time we have for today's property show. Thank you for being on the show, Prem. That was Premendan Adam, General Manager of REA Group Asia, the company which owns and operates iproperty.com.my. I'm Simwe signing off for the Morning Run. We have the 10 a.m. News Bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise BFM 89.9. <laughs>